Hi, it's James. And Brian. Welcome to Comic Train. Loki. I'm pretty sure he's talking to you, bub. Smash him. Fuck. Look, if we die, I promise I'll let you know. Oh, come on. It's Lex Flip and Luthor. When animals attack, people I hate. It's a comedy. One word and you'll be the fastest man alive with a limp. This is the single dumbest plan I've ever heard. I'll be back in a flash. Back in a flash. Wow. Does he say that often? Too, Too often. Hey, it's Brian. And James. Welcome to another episode of Comic Train, hosted here on Welcome to Planet Bob. Um, Today we're just going to talk about some comics we read. Ooh. Yeah, we actually read some. Uh, who'd have thunk it, eh? <laughs> um, well, we can't kind of host a comic podcast without reading comics. Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose. But this time we actually read comic comics, so not a digital comic or anything like that. It's ooh, paper. We had quite a bit to read through. <laughs> Yeah, a few hundred dollars worth. <laughs> we're broke now, but we're happy you were enjoying the show. Um, who were kidding? We wanted to do it because we wanted to do it. <laughs> We'd do it even if you didn't listen. Exactly. Um, it sounded kind of... Anyway. So we we bought into some of the new new labels in the Marvel Universe. Um, and we're catching up on the new 52 in DC. Um, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Um, James, of course, is more than me but uh, uh so he'll have a little more to iterate than i will but um from what we read starting off with the, the marvel side of things um we have the new amazing spider-man uh the newer avengers which is coming out and then we're also following secret wars building up to the new marvel reboot so um a few we recommend you try like um starting with of course one of my favorites amazing spider-man because no well I was I was talking with the comic book showman and, and I was like iterating about the ultimate Spider-Man, the spectacular Spider-Man, the you know all these Spider-Mans, the uh, the original Amazing Spider-Man, and she's like, dude, there's 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 only two universes now. There's Ultimate and Amazing, and I'm like, damn, that's how far back I read. Um, <laughs> so just to iterate a few points on the new Amazing Spider-Man. Um, the new Amazing Spider-Man follows Peter Parker, but it follows him later in life as more of an adult. He is still Spider-Man, but he is now the CEO of his own company, Parker Industries, which uh, ties into the Spider-Man 2099, Spider 2099 comic, which I'm not going to talk too much about because James hasn't read it. Um, Bought it. Yeah, but it. I've been holding on to it, reading it, and not getting it back to him, so blame me. <laughs> Um, so in this one, he's working kind of with S.H.I.E.L.D. His industry makes tech for S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, he still has his secret identity. He's Peter Parker. But now he's Peter Parker's CEO trying to be Spider-Man. And it's it's hilarious because um, he has scientists and everybody who work with him. And he has a spider vehicle. And uh, he was driving with uh, Mockingbird in the opening scene in this um, uh in the opening scene, he's driving the spider buggy, and the scientist is giving him shit. Why did you take that out? I told you you could take that out. And he's like, well, technically it's mine. Excuse me. Um, technically it's mine. So, uh, you know, Parker Industries on it, and and it's actually pretty good. Oh no, he says something along the lines of, uh, take it up with the owner of Parker Industries. He said I could take it out. Are right? you basically thinking Peter Parker said he could take it? And it's got the really nice 
a really nice feel to it. I think it's going to be good. Um, in this comic, since it was an oversized action pack, it also touches, um, you get a, a little quip of Spider-Man 2099. Uh, you get, um, what is it? Uh, Web, Web Warriors? Yeah. You get Web Warriors, um, which uh, involves... Uh, no, but it's, it's Spider-Gwen, it's Spider-Man, it's Spider-Ham... And a few others as they travel through time to, I don't know, it just looks interesting. So we're going to check it out, uh, of course, right? So that one is the, that's the Spider-Man 9. Yeah. So it touches on the Sykes. Oh, no, that's, the, the that's still the, that's still the other one, yeah. Then it touched on the new Miss Marvel and Miss Marvel. Um, you got Carol Danvers, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Just give me a second there. Um, I'm not really sure it even... Well, anyway, her, her her run's a bit coming to an end because apparently now she's pregnant. And it's funny because in this little preview of the new Miss Marvel, um, you had the... Um, the Middle Eastern girl, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. I'm very bad for the names. But she's pregnant. She's like six months pregnant. And she's talking to Miss Marvel on the phone. And these villains ambush her in her apartment. So she beats them all up. And she's out of breath talking on the couch with Miss Marvel. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was just like this person, that person. Just some masked villains, right? Just some nobodies. And she's like talking to Miss Marvel about how everybody's just treating her like she should be a gentle flower. You know, take it easy. And this girl was like, are you okay? You know, you're in your sixth trimester. You shouldn't be fighting. And she's like, not you too. <laughs> so it's actually pretty funny. <clears throat> and excuse me. And then you have the uh, Web Warriors, which is... Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, William Braddock of Earth 833, Peter Porker of Earth 8311, and Peter Parker of Earth 90214. What sort of sounds like a... Uh, Beverly Hill. Uh, <laughs> 90210. 90214. They couldn't use O because, well, yeah, copyright much. issues. Oh, and and then you have Avatar the Crocodile of Earth fifty one oh one. Yeah, so you have all these different Spider Mans going through, uh, traveling through dimensions and time, fighting villains that have gone back, and and they're going after Carnage in this one, uh, the little preview we've seen. Um, and is that is that that's not. Uh, is that the Watcher? Uh, no way. Watcher, Watcher. They don't actually mention who it is. They don't actually mention who it is, so it could be it could be many people. And yeah. that's Spider Gwen. There, Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. Yeah. Which again, I read the first issue of, which I'm not going to delve into because James has it. Uh, then you got Miles Morales. They they do the the Ultimate Spider Man and uh, like where he's going with his and uh, all these villains and so it's a good touch. I'm going to catch up on Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider Man. The thing I like at the end of the comics or the end of the condensed books is they do some artwork and it's very, very nicely done. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've talked about one of them. What, what, what have you covered? Uh, I, co- I covered actually quite a few. If we're going to go into the Marvel, um, I think I touched on it last time we did one was the uh, Contest of Champions. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you I did talk a bit about it, but not very much. Okay, so stuff that I've read, um, it's a little older, it's not anything in the new stuff, um, but uh, Daredevil Season 1, it was I got it in my comic bento. Um, just a retelling of the Dar- Daredevil st- story, but it was a little bit of a different perspective because um, in this one, even his successes are, are, are semi-failures. Like, there's just something he could have done differently that would have improved how he succeeded, you know, kind of thing, and stuff someone else or so it goes along as it's not only his his retelling or telling it goes along as his um his learning experience yeah you could say it's like well i could have done this better it didn't happen that way 
the interesting thing is it also touches uh, later on in, in the condensed books. Uh, it goes into when his somebody blew his cover. They linked Matt Murdock to Daredevil. So he's going around and people are like, so, Daredevil, I'm not Daredevil. Hey, Daredevil, I'm not Daredevil. It was, it was, it was interesting. Um, I liked it. Uh, I've never actually read any Daredevil comics, and I really enjoyed this one. Um, like, he goes up against uh, Dr. Fear, and the first time he meets him, he gets his ass kicked because Fear hits his hits him with the fear gas, and he's like, he, he doesn't know what to handle it. But the next time they meet meet up, he tracks him down to his lair, which is a, as a wax house, and he basically kicks the crap out of Fear using, like, the wax dummies and stuff like that but also just outsmarting him and facing his fears you know the man without fear fear comes out and it was it, i really really enjoyed it and it helped with character growth yeah and this was all in, in his original costume the the red chest piece with the uh, yellow head and yellow arms mm-hmm. um and then like the last and then everyone said you look too much like iron man change that um <laughs> yeah and and then like it goes into the uh case trying to track people down and stuff like that and then it goes into the he becomes the daredevil we know and love in the red suit and that's when he starts um striking from the shadows and not trying to be like a spider-man clone and trying to with the snappy quips and stuff like that he just is daredevil you know I'm gonna how you know daredevil yeah yes. i'm gonna kick your ass you know and it really um i might actually get some Cool, cool. So, I mean... Sorry to quip back in here about the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. One thing I did forget to mention is that he has someone who plays Spider-Man as a bodyguard. Yeah. To, to give the, oh, there's Peter Parker and there's Spider-Man, so no one makes the association. And the bodyguard's like, I'm not much in the quip department, but he throws a few bad ones out there. And then also it's like, um, I'm getting paid for this, right? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed the, the Daredevil one. Like, that wasn't the only thing I read, but... No, no, well, that's, that's, that's starting. Um, now, I'm going to jump back into the um, Secret Wars, which is leading up to the new Marvel reboot. <laughs> now, I've only read issue one and two. I have three, four, five, and six coming. Um, I will be getting them as soon as I can get back to the comic book store next week to pick them up. Because um, I was going to get it Sunday, but apparently they're closed on Sunday. Um, well, that's close. Yeah, it does. So, uh, depending on when my day bed gets delivered on Wednesday, I might try and take a quick trip in. So, we might just go to comic store and come back. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'm... Uh... I don't know if you're off Wednesday. We'll figure it out. If not, anyway, we, we ramble. Mm. Um, so Secret Wars 1 and 2 is the end of all the Marvel universes. Basically, um, it talks about an alternate timeline, Reed Richards, who is called The Watcher. I don't understand the entire detailed backstory about it, but he is watching, trying to tell them that, oh, they can save the world by doing this, this, and this. And he knows it's doomed. He's just trying to give them false hope for whatever reason behind it, which we will find out later in the comic. So um, in uh, the main, one of the main universes, uh, each universe is at war with each other. So you got one group of these people attacking other groups of other people and Reed Richards is trying to create a capsule to go beyond dimensions to survive this apocalyptic destruction of everything. Yeah, it's 1610. 1610, that's the one. Now, uh, he ends up building this capsule, but in doing so, uh, we don't know if they make it. I'm not going too much into it because I want you to read it. I'm not going to tell you what happened. Yeah, Earth 616 and Earth 1610. Yeah. So um, anyway, in the second issue, it goes into what's called Battle World. Battle World is a world ruled by no other, by Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom. And is God. Is God. He creates his Thor soldiers. They have to go through a test and Odin gives them a hammer and they become these Thor soldiers. They're his, his sentries. Um, 
which actually made the Thor's book that we saw at, Can- at Comics North actually make sense. It does make sense. And by the way, anybody who's <laughs> listening, uh, yes, uh, the shop that we went to is Comics North in Sudbury. Great place. Yeah, yeah. It's located on Elm Street if you're in the Sudbury area. Uh, little Pass, which used to be the city center, now it's the Rainbow Center. You cross the tracks and it's a little Comics North shop on your right. Well worth a visit. Like uh, friendly people, the more you buy, they give you deals, discounts. It's 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 very nicely. Uh, it's Comics North, Sudbury, Ontario. Um, and if he doesn't have it, he can always check to see if he can get it. And you be feel free to make lists with him. He takes email orders, so basically you can say, "Oh, I want this, this, and this." Email it to him, and he'll start ordering it on a regular basis. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, we just want to promote since they're going to be our comic store for now. Yep. So um, now, uh, so Secret War seems like it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, building into the new Marvel Universe. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, ma- Marvel-wise, the only other thing I think I've re- that I've read is uh, Camelot 3000, which is a very old... Uh, <coughs> it's an older title from I'm not sure when. Uh, actually, no, sorry, never mind, that's DC. I stand corrected. Oh, look at that. Um, well, the other Marvel one I'll talk about is the uh, the build-up to the Avengers, the new Avengers. Um, it's worth a read. That's all I can state. I want I don't want to ruin it too much for people. I don't want to. Um, but it covers a few hero groups. Uh, the Avengers, Uncanny Avengers, A Force, which is the all-female Avengers. Yeah. The new Avengers, the Ultimate. Um, and I think that's it. The one that really twerked my heartstrings was the Avengers. I'm just gonna tell you a bit of this, and I think it's so worth. It's gonna be worth the follow just because i'm telling you um you have vision who visits scarlet wit and because he is a sentient uh, machine he remembers all the timelines that happened but what he thinks he did is he he links them all to emotion so what he does is he's visiting the scarlet witch and he remembers the scarlet witch when she was a villain when she was a hero when she was pregnant with his children when they had children together because she warped it into reality all these and what he does is he hits the reset button. He flips off his emotions and deletes all his memories. So he's just going to become this soulless machine again. So we're wondering how that's going to play in the role of the Avengers. If he's going to stay an Avenger. If he's going to become a villain. Is the Scarlet Witch going to try and fix him with her powers and screw up even more? So the story arcs out there are endless. And I am really enjoying it. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. Uh, the other one was the... Uh, what else did we have in there? You had... Uh, they were... The next part of that comic is... Uh, I think the Terran Space one. Yeah, that was the A-Force. Yeah. So you had the Terran Space with this cosmic being, and you have Carol Danvers going after it, and there's a few other people in the, the A-Force that are coming along, and they all... Um, yeah, because they manifested into a physical being, right? And they're mm-hmm. trying to stop it from doing whatever it's doing. Um, again, worth the read. Uh, it's the Avengers. Is it, this is number zero, I think. Eh? Yes. Yeah, Avengers number zero. It, it just gives you little stories of what's to come. So what's going to happen there? And then you have the Ultimates, um, the A Force, and the Ultimates. Uh, so yeah, it just it looks yeah, aim. <laughs> Avengers idea mechanic. Yeah, instead of advanced idea mechanics, they're Avengers idea mechanics. So that's and the, you that's see from the new Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see Hawkeye. You see uh, Black Widow. You see Nova, you see female Captain America, you see um, Hulk and Thor. Yeah. Is that Squirrel Girl? I think so. <laughs> and oh my God, if she's part of the Avengers, that's going to be cool. Um, so you have you have a lot of them, uh, and it's it's just it's where it's going to go. We have uh, we actually have the Avengers. Actually, he's not the Watcher; he's the Maker, isn't he? 
It might be the maker. I could be. For Richards, because that's it right there. Yeah, it's the maker. Sorry, not the watcher. Different character. Correct. Correction. Uh, this one, actually, the, throughout the whole thing, there, there's, uh, what is it, the Squadron? Squadron Supreme or something like that, I think it is? Yeah. They're, that's what, like, they're talking about uh, who, which of the groups are they have to worry about and who they have to take out if they want to make the perfect, peaceful Earth and stuff like that. And so they're talking about the Avengers and the groups and who's building. Yeah. And it's just them talking about... Um, the one I like is you got to equip up Deadpool in here. Yeah, that's from the <coughs> Uncanny Avengers. The Uncanny Avengers, and and you sit here, to Deadpool talking to himself, you know, just his regular old quippy, killing people and joking around. But it's him talking about I can't believe that I used to be a mercenary making it for money, and now I'm doing it for this man. And so you're going through, and he's doing this mission, and he ends up the mission, and he goes back, and here you're thinking, oh, he's going to Nick Fury, because no. No, he walks in and it's aged Captain America. Apparently the age caught up on him. So he's old and he's giving Deadpool just a piece of paper. This is your next mission. This is your next mission. So, and Deadpool's then, you know what? I Regardless, I love it. You know? The old man hands me another small white card. It's an Avengers, Avengers priority identity card with his face on it. Yeah. Shows him a panel of him looking down at it. And then the last panel of him looking down at it saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Again, I think I think it's gonna be good. Uh, we're checking that out too. So yeah, it's I just I bought a, one of those, right? Yeah, yeah, we we have one. Yeah, we have to we have to check it out. I don't know if it's the new new one or if it's the uncanny, but I'm pretty sure it's the new one. And then this is I think I think this is the A Force because that's Miss America. Yeah, it's Cap. That's Captain Marvel. Well, Miss Marvel, but yeah, that's Miss Marvel. But that's Captain. That's, that's Miss America. That's Miss America. Yeah. Black Panther. I'm just gonna make a quick quip. Miss America shows up in Spider Gwen. That's all I'm saying. Seems a Dancing and sealing a rift in space. Yeah, it's how her power works because she she can open portals between dimensions. So she ends up coming and her friend helps her dance, which happiness helps her seal the rift, which is actually actually kind of different. I like it. I like it. So uh, yeah, the Squadron Supreme, and this is them talking through what they're gonna do about each group. So. So all the Avengers ones because they the put and pushed back to October and November. So we're gonna we're gonna the new Avengers, A Force, all new, all different Avengers, Ultimate, Uncanny Avengers, and then Squadron Supreme, which I'm pretty pretty sure is probably gonna touch into it. So again, more we can follow, right? Yeah. And that pretty much covers what we covered in in Marvel this week. This is some new stuff. Now we'll go to DC and I'll let James take uh, James here take the uh, the reins because he's read a lot more well, DC right now. The actually, only one I've been reading is the Flash. Actually, I want to touch on one different one. It's not DC. It's not uh, Marvel. It's from Aspen Comics. It's called Executive Assistant Iris. It's one of the ones I got in um, <laughs> in the comic bento. Basically, uh, it takes place in Asian culture. Um, and this woman named Iris is an executive assistant to him, uh, basically a criminal overlord kind of thing. Um, starts off, you know, they're just in a in a meeting kind of stuff, and then um, one of the guys in the meeting displeases the head honcho, and he's like, eh, to deal with it. She goes and kills the guy. Uh, like she she's basically an assassin. She was trained in a in a, a place called the academy where um, she was taught fighting skills, tea service. Uh, assassination techniques, stealth, uh, etiquette, how to sexually please her master. Like she's basically a slave of sorts, um, but she's very devoted to her her master because he took it. Like she was taken out of squalor. Um, it's a beautifully done. Like it's a lot of dark imaging, imagery and stuff like that. Um, I really really love.
love the artwork in it. Storylines were really good. Um, this is only the volume one that, that I got. Um, I'm going to probably look for more of them. Um, but eventually she turns against him because of something that he orders done. I won't ruin that part of it for you because I, I get, I get the whole redemption not yeah. wanting to um, not wanting to do what you have to do. And, she, and because of this turn-toadedness kind of thing, she ends up uh, hooking up with a more of the academy personnel. Some of the other girls from the academy. Ah, uh, so it could lead into a, a different squad or... Yeah. Okay, it sounds was, interesting. It was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I'm a really big fan of Japanese culture and Oriental culture. Um, basically, if it's martial arts, sword play, stuff like that, I really enjoyed it. I like Samurai Pizza Cats. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I understand and follow the culture somewhat, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we'll go into the DC section. Um... I'll let watch. you hit first because all I'm going to talk about is the Flash and the new Batman that I read. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. So new Fifty Two wise, um, I grabbed the condensed ball uh, books for Justice League number one, two, and three, and Teen Titans one and two. Now both of them I really enjoyed. I've never been a fan of the mainstream characters on their own or even in groups. To be honest, I usually just followed like the smaller ones who didn't impact the whole world kind of thing. Who did on their own. Um, however, having said that, uh, I started reading Justice League uh, New Fifty Two. Uh, in this group, you've got Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Green Lantern, Batman, Flash, and Cyborg. <clears throat> Holy crap. I think by um, halfway through the first issue in this, uh, these condensed books usually contain one to six uh, comics, but halfway through the first issue, I was basically hooked. And, and this one, it's, uh, it was before the Justice League uh, started. Um, Apocalypse is sending explosives to Earth kind of thing. I think they did a, uh, one of the animated series like this kind of thing. But Batman's going around trying to, uh, you know, collect them, and then he meets up with the with Green Lantern, who's also, uh, you know, running into trouble with these alien invaders and all that stuff. And uh, Batman's like, well, uh, here in Metropolis, they got this new alien guy. He flies and stuff like that. Well, let's go ask him. And Green Lantern... <coughs> was this covered on Justice League War? I think so. The movie? Yeah. If I remember correctly, because I watched the animated movie Justice League War. And... Yeah, it's pretty much just the exact same, how they started. Yeah, and it basically brings them all together. Like they go up against Superman, and uh, doesn't it tell you in this one how Cyborg was created? Yeah, that yeah. was the alien invasion and the the tech yeah. that ends up when his father tries to heal him. Yeah. It merges with the tech that's healing yeah, exactly. him and turns him into Cyborg. Yeah, and uh, they meet the the Flash. I mean, it, I really enjoyed it. The stories are great. The uh, Coloring and penciling is great. Um, the artwork is awesome. Like, continue. continue it's, sorry. it's it's not the the artwork's not what it, you like what it was in the eighties when when I first started. Like, you got your gloss pages instead of the newsprint. It changes the way the comic feels, kind of thing. You know, it's just the imagery. It, it's like reading in high definition, is how yeah, I they, say it. Yeah, they, like because I remember reading digital, the newsprint. You know? The newsprint was like, this is good, and you're into it. But this is like you're part of the story. Yeah, and like when Aquaman appears, like holy crap, like. Everybody's like, oh, Aquaman's a pussy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're going on like, well, what can you do? And all of a sudden, the, ne the next panel is like, you see 
the giant shark bursting out of the water and chomping down on the aliens. Like, damn. Um, I'm probably going to get into the Aquaman just to read them, and and then Darkseid appears. I mean... And that is some awesome work on Darkseid. That looks, that looks great. You know, it's a villain you love to hate. It's not one of those, okay, and here's the villain, he looks kind of cheesy. No, this is a, here's the villain, okay. Hey, guys, you're in trouble. You know, you got a two-page two spread of everything exploding around him, and... He, and like crap just the menacing face on the page after it does this dark overshadowing the red glowing eyes yeah and you see his teeth yeah yeah so the the first one uh <laughs> is uh called justice league volume one origins the second one was justice league the villain's journey that one goes into um they start pulling out a lot of their villains and stuff like that and uh, one of the government agencies tries to insert uh the arrow as a, a plant inside so they can keep tabs on the justice league but at this point the justice league itself is like we don't want any more members you know we only got together to save people we never actually wanted to be a group you know um we're not going to take any more members because we're not really a group and they are a group they come together and they they're together and it's cool because in between these you have your issues of the other heroes all separately yeah. doing what they're doing yeah um and like the villains just come out of the woodwork and they should go a little bit more in depth into the characters and stuff like that and i really enjoyed the uh again the artwork is amazing the stories really really worked well um you got wonder woman in part of it in part of this one who um she's not satisfied with the kid gloves kind of thing that the rest of the league is adopting because they're like we gotta take it easy we gotta yeah she's like well if you just beat the crap out of this guy you can get what you want yeah exactly just kill him yeah and uh they're trying to prevent that and it was really good and then the third issue is called throne of atlantis uh that covers uh, again six issues where um the atlanteans attack um again aquaman is this when is Aquaman dethroned? Uh, well, when uh, actually when Aquaman Aquaman appears, he's not actually the leader of Atlantis anymore. Okay. Uh, in this one, um, his half brother Ord. Yeah, I think so. so. Like this touches on che- uh, Cheetah, which is one of Wonder Woman's Who's villains. Yeah. Um, there's a, muta- a semi mutated Superman. He gets hit by some uh, some of Cheetah's. Uh, I don't know what what you would call it. It's a possess- it's a possessing entity anyway, and uh, he goes kind of semi nuts in it it tells the story of the cheetah and and how she came to be and then like then it starts into the atlantis attacks part um in the in this one you actually see well near the end of the third one the second one you see superman and wonder woman beginning a, a, a sort of beginning a relationship in in the third set you see more of that happening like they go out on a date uh, uh superman reveal like doesn't reveal but uh like Wonder Woman questions Superman about you just put on some glasses and people don't recognize you. He's like it, it works. I I I I needed an identity for myself so that I wasn't always going to endanger the people around me. Like when I wanted to do normal things. And they go on a date and she's like wearing a dress and she's got her hair done up and stuff like that. And she looks nothing like the Wonder Woman in her little tight shorts and all that stuff. And she's like, you know, this really works. It's it's just the development of characters, the storylines. <laughs> I know that I'm not as in-depth and in-detail as Brian, but that's probably because I've read, I don't know, two, 200 comics in between the time last time we've talked. So I got a lot on my mind, and I, I get scattered. But, but it's, it's not even that. He, I, I tend to get an idea because I really, really follow it. He, 
he may go on a runic for you. He's, he's, he's just trying to explain mm-hmm. the key points to hopefully drag you in to buy it yourself or read it yourself. And I think last time I already touched on the Teen Titans, who was uh, Superboy, uh, Red, Red Robin, that's it. Um, Wonder Girl, but don't call me Wonder Girl. Bunker. No, I didn't talk about them, did no, I? No, we just talked to the ride. Yeah, that's what it was. So, okay, so Teen Titans, another DC New 52 title. We've got um, Red Robin, who is one of, I can't remember which, which sidekick he was or anything like that. Um, you got Kid Flash, you got Bunker, Superboy, um, Wonder Girl, Skitter, and Solstice. So basically, you got a bunch of teen teen heroes who weren't aren't really heroes. They're just teenagers with powers, and they go into um, like starts off with Kid Flash trying to uh, help somebody in a burning building, but he screws up, and the whole burning whole building flash burns, like back backdrafts. Uh, so he gets basically uh, his his it was his first attempt at being a superhero and he basically screwed it up so Pobody's nerfing people you know um and you got uh like red robin who's watching the thing and he's, he's trying to save people from an organization called nowhere nowhere is this organization that's been collecting super kids in order to lessen the danger and make them work for the government kind of thing um so he's he was thinking of uh kid flash and all of a sudden he's like eh, maybe not uh, so he has to think about it and then like it just continues on where uh like he's living in he's living in a penthouse i can't remember what building but uh these nowhere agents show up and they try and take him and he, he's like okay well you know i'm i'm, pre- I'm prepared and he clicks the button and he's like okay so these guys got about 11 seconds before the bomb explodes and he's counting down he's like 11 and and they're like yeah like you're gonna do that and then he jumps off the balcony and they're like oh shit get the hell out of here so he blows up his own place to get out of it uh wonder girl uh don't call me wonder girl yeah uh her powers are from a suit of armor that she found a pair of bracers basically creates an invisible armor around her and the last suit that she has um it's not like wonder woman doesn't make you tell the truth super strong and stuff like that and it can drain life energy Mm. a little bit more vicious um she's got the strength (coughs) and all that stuff but it's all derived from her suit which is always on her, but it's invisible at most times. So you can't see it. Um, she's like uh, super reluctant to join, but Red Robin helps her out and stuff like that. So she uh, does the traditional uh, helps him out kind of thing. But yeah, I'm not helping you out because you saved my life or nothing. I just happen to be here. So you know, she eventually does join the team. So she's very strong, independent. She wants to be like. She wants to be left alone, but they're trying uh, to. Yeah, basically, like nowhere, the nowhere organization is after her, but she's not like she's she doesn't even want to be a hero, uh, which is more revealed in the second set. And then you got Superboy, who was actually created by nowhere, the clone of Superman, you know. Um, but he's I wonder not... is he a clone of Superman and uh, Lex Luthor, or is it just uh, a clone of Superman this time? I'm not sure what it really is. Um, I can't really remember the details on it, but he doesn't have Superman's full powers. Like he's got the flight, he's got some limited invulnerability, he's got some strength, but he's got something that's called tactile telekinesis. He touches objects and animates them, kind of thing. So I don't know what the like if he's actually a super Superman clone or not or something like that, or if they just cloned him with some of other yeah. people's DNA, mixed it all, and but he really, really, really. Uh, he's against the group. He actually goes against them and tries to kick the crap out of them. They fight back really well, but he pretty much swings their claw. Uh, then you got Skitter, who's um, she's basically a girl, and all of a sudden she goes into a coma, gets surrounded by a cocoon, and when she comes out, she's got like uh, insect-like 
legs and speed and stealth and stuff like that and she can't speak or talk or anything like that um they don't really go super in-depth into her history or anything like that but nowhere's after her because well she's young and she's one of these super powered metahumans who are new on the block kind of thing this is at the beginning of the new 52 and she's pretty nasty looking to be honest she's she's an insect she, she goes pure, on pure instinct basically um i forget who she seems to take a liking to in the group i remember i'll have to re review it again uh, and then there's solstice um i'm not entirely sure about her story because they don't reveal too much about her uh, and I, d I don't remember her from other comics but basically she's got some interesting abilities she's, she can fly she can um fire blasts of energy and stuff like that and nowhere has already gotten a hold of her she escapes but they've changed her like they mutate her into this dark woman who like her, her skin seems to crack with energy and stuff like that and uh, when it first starts you can like she still has flesh tones on her face and her hands and stuff like that but as it grows as it goes she completely changes to this picture like um you know if, if night was collected like a pure night was collected and she's got like these glowing white and glowing eyes and uh electrical almost electrical patterns on her skin and stuff like that and um again like i said i, I don't want to go into too much but she's she's got this connection with uh with people like she's uh deep down she's I think she's an alien. That's the way they seem to portray her. She's very what empathic, you think? Uh, she's empathic, and she and she 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 just she wants to believe in people. Um, then you got Bunker. He's just basically a a guy who can create small uh, purple telekinetic bricks, and like he can put he puts them around his hands to make super like telekinetic punches. Uh, he can walk on these things. He he uses them for uh, as stepping stones, as shields, and stuff like that. Um, and he's kind of a wisecracker, to be honest. Um, he's one of those guys that uh, uh how to describe it properly like in one situation like when he first meets up with red robin he's like yeah hey i was i was actually looking for you i saw your uh all your blogs on the internet about uh you know us young people having to go together and stuff like that so i came to join you i didn't uh i didn't want to recruit you that's okay i came anyway you know kind of thing uh and the entire cast of it superboy does join them but that's in the second one um in the second one they actually uh are captured by nowhere uh, and that's when it branches into um legion of the lost um which i don't know much about because it kind of just happens like you you go into it and they start getting changed um they get suits and stuff like that and they come together more more solidly as a group to escape um nowhere the nowhere organization uh who's the name guy harvest he's called he's the one in charge of uh nowhere and the, se the second one is called the culling like the first one was just the uh it's our right to fight for volume one volume two is the culling it's basically where um stuff starts happening they start um gelling as a group more um cooperating more uh, you find out more about the uh the armor that supergirl wears um you find out love interests happen it's it's cool um i really enjoyed it again it was one of those um i never really paid much attention to titans or teen titans or any anything like that and uh, i started starting reading these and again like i'm an instant fan um and it gives you some familiarity of the old yeah. teen titans but it has new people new cast mm. it's not here's the people you know yet again rehashed it there's a completely different group done completely different yeah definitely yeah, very definitely uh, and uh, again what like brian mentioned that the art they put extra artwork and stuff like that at the back of these uh, condensed books and in the teen titans and justice League, they, they do like uh character sketches and like uh concept art and stuff like that for some of the panels and yeah some it, of the stuff it's really they show interesting 
is amazing artwork. Like these guys really, really put their their, their hearts into it. Uh, let's see here. Now, other ones that I've read, uh, Superman, Batman, Vengeance, which I didn't really care for. It had kind of a, a Teletoon cartoon feel in comic book form. But the way it jumps all over the place, it just, um, I read through it, but I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. I'm not saying it's horrible or anything like that, but for me, it's just not my kind of thing. Um, uh, I think mainly it was because I've never really enjoyed the Bizarro and Batzaro. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they kind of mess with the whole flow of the comic. It's, it's well done. But it's got a definite cartoony kind of feel to it. It feels more like it would have been better as an animated... Yeah, definitely. An animated series or something, or actually a movie. Which they might have done. I think they did do, if I remember correctly, but... Very possibly. But uh, the, the art style from what we've been reading is, is different, right? Yeah. Um, is there anything else there you want to... Well, I got uh, two other titles that I went into, went into that I read extensively. Like Camelot 3000. Um, it takes place in the year 3000. There's no heroes or anything like that, but it's... Uh, King Arthur and his knights reform, like re reincarnated into a new group to save the world against alien invaders. Um, it's not a super great comic, but for me it was the whole swords and sorcery kind of thing put to sci-fi. I really enjoyed it. Like when this first came out in print, um, way back in I'm not sure it was it was the 80s anyway. 80s or, ni- or early 90s. I had got the first couple issues, and then then that's when I'd stop. And I was intrigued then, but I saw this, and I was like, oh, I had to get it. I really enjoyed it. Like, there, w- there was a lot of uh, interaction. The one I moved from that, and this will I'll cover on one of our episodes, Animation Bullet Train, was uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Yeah. Basically, football players from the, the future get sucked into the past by Merlin because something happened to King Arthur in them. And uh, they take up the roles of Arthur and all these two... Uh, Save the kingdom, right? Yeah. And it's, it's actually uh, interesting. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, back right, to this. So the last one that I got into, like I read other ones, um, Hawk and Dove from the New 52, um, Captain Adam from the New 52. I really enjoyed them. Um, I won't go into detail on them because they're they're only like eight issues. So I mean, they're worth the read, but they're not worth. They're not a collector. Like you don't collect like 30, 40 issues or anything like that. Now the one that I will go into a, a little bit, um, because it's not your mainstream or anything like that. It's called Sandman. Neil Gaiman's Sandman. It's basically, he's one of the endless. He's an uh, he control. He's the Lord of Dreams. He controls dreams, dreams and nightmares. Uh, I got three volumes of that, and I've always read these. Um, excellent stories. More along your supernatural uh, links a little bit more disturbing uh, stories you've got um, him being captured uh, for like 20 years so everybody's dreams are messed up because he's no longer in control of the dreams so like you got some people who are into a, in a coma for this length and stuff like that you know um it, he there's one one part where he's uh, taught and he goes through with uh, john constantine to get back his bag of sand he goes to hell in order to uh, have a there was Etrigan, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Etrigan in that was the uh, gatekeeper. Um, but he goes to hell to get back his helmet of power. Like, he had three items of power that he uh, created early on in his career kind of thing in order to help him control the dreams. And uh, when he basically got captured by a human ritual, he lost these items. So he went to hell in order to do a, I guess it was a word game with a demon. And it, it basically, they, they just, uh, they go back and forth, you know. Uh, I just want I just want to find that one spot because it's, it's, they have a contest in order to get the helmet back. And it, it's not a long set thing or anything like that, but uh, they go back and forth. Uh, 
Venomous snake, spider devouring, plague tooth, which is the demon. And then uh, he comes in. I am I am an ox, snake crushing, heavy footed. I feel the snake rise beneath my hoof. It's my hoof, its spine crushed. I am an anthrax, butcher, bacterium, worm, life destroying. I change in direction, but still I'm an, an old gambit, I think. Uh, and it goes on, and basically, um, Sandman goes into uh, I am a world, space, floating, life nurturing. And then the demon goes, I'm a nova, all exploding, a planet cremating. Uh, then Sandman goes, I am the universe, all things encompassing, all life embracing. Demon goes, I am anti-life, the base of judgment, the, I am the dark at the end of everything, the end of the universe, God's worlds of everything. And what will you be then, dream lord? I am hope he wins the contest because the demon can't come up too, with something to counter. Oh, so he gets his helmet back. Um, anyway, like I said, I'm going to go too in-depth in into these because um, I could go for hours. I've always loved the stories, the art work was always like creepy kind of uh crypt keeper type stuff the stories like i said are your more along your supernatural um endless there him and his brothers there's like dream delirium uh war death um destiny there's a total of seven but i can never remember all of them when it, whenever you ask me about it um if you like your supernatural go for sandman like they they don't make them any he does not do them anymore but it's a great collection to revisit. Like it's it's and for me, um, I've got a few of the other graphic novels, and I've read them probably about 30, 40 times each. I just love them. Uh, artwork, like I said, nice and spooky, creepy kind of thing. Dark overtones, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it, it's not your uh, it's not your Saturday morning cartoon kind of stuff. It's your um, if you like stuff like um, if you like intricate, if you like in depth, if you like thinking, if you mind 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 bending stories like uh where is it going to go next? How does that work out? And you know there's more and it draws you back in. Mm -hmm. This is the part I loved about comics and books in general um, is, is, is the thought that has to be put behind it, the imagination, and what you have to actually be able to understand to go, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the stories, I mean, j just as an example, as concept to one of the stories, a bunch of cats gather in a graveyard to hear a cat talk about her like life and stuff like that. And basically, um, she reveals to the cat population that's there that you know cats used to be gigantic creatures. They were the ones in control. Um, like humans did their bidding, you know, served them food and scratched their backs and stuff like that. And the reason that all changed is because the humans started thinking and all of a sudden they started dreaming and then they, they talked and the humans, thousands of them got together and they dreamt the same thing. They dreamt that they were the masters. And so that's what reality became to be. Dream begets reality. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. So this cat goes through and she's, she's like just traveling around talking to cats and in order to spread her story so that the cats can all, like if a thousand cats can dream, then things can return to normal. Mm. So, I mean, that, like, that's the kinds of stories that these that Sandman entails. They're not always about uh, like the Sandman himself and his <coughs> struggles or anything like that. A lot of them are about, like he only touches into in them. Um, there's there's one or two where he appears for like as a brief moment in the in the story, and then the rest is just carries on with the story. So I mean, he's not always the main character, and it's one of the few comics, um, if I if I remember correctly, that the Sandman himself, the Sandman character, has never appeared on the cover ever, not once. It's always um, intricate, dreamy kind of kaleidoscopic, offbeat kind of covers. And he's never been on them. Artwork is great. The story is great. Um, just the concepts. I mean, this is the guy. This is, uh, Neil Gaiman is the guy who did Caroline. Okay. So I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you know. Picture Tim Burton. I mean, if Tim Burton and Neil Gaiman got together, holy crap! I'd love to see a story like that. Yeah, Jim would have no clean pants left. Oh, wow. 
You have no idea. Um, okay, so into the DC of what I read, of course. Big surprise, The Flash. No. No, not me. I would have never guessed um, so the first two of the condensed books was called uh, Move Forward. So basically it just throws you into Barry Allen and, and doesn't give you too much. But uh, it opens up him in a science lecture with uh, Patty Spivett, who is his girlfriend at the time, but doesn't know she's the fly. he's the Flash. So it goes on that uh, he's friends with Iris West, um, the reporter. And of course, she doesn't know he's the Flash either. Um, not, not to be confused with the executive assistant, Iris. Exactly. Now, um, exactly. Quick, quick story is uh, Captain Cold attack uh, because his sister is dying in the hospital of cancer. And there's a blackout over all the gem cities, Star City, Central City, you know. So what happens is everyone blames the Flash. And someone's putting out there that it's the Flash that did it. So Captain Cold, being an enemy of the Flash, goes after the Flash. He draws him to him by taking a, uh, a luxury liner um who's going out on a, a voyage and or it's a restaurant or something. I can't remember, but they're sitting there and Iris is there. Um, uh, uh, Iris is there reporting and Patty uh, uh, Spivet is there. And so basically Captain Cold attacks. He sends it up into the uh, big ice uh, sickle. But what happens is um, by Barry running, the speed force goes into overdrive and creates a vortex and wipes out half the boat. By doing so, you lose Iris West and a few people into the Speed Force. So Barry's talking with a doctor or a scientist he's working with, uh, Dr. Elias, um, and there's the Cosmic Treadmill, which which has always been there, the only treadmill that the Flash can run on that won't destroy it to nothing. So he runs so fast thinking he's got to save these people, and he runs into the Speed Force. There he meets one villain, a, world, uh, a 1942 World War II pilot named Turbine, who in the Speed Force gained the power to spin really fast. He's been trying to break out of the Speed Force, and what he finds is whenever he tries to break out of the Speed Force, he causes a temporal anomaly. He's the one that ripped the boat into the Speed Force. So Barry's just there wanting to save Iris, and um, uh, um, what happens is uh, you find out what happened, why Barry is so important to the Speed Force. I'm not going to go more into that because... But he ends up getting out and he gets thrown into Gorilla City, which is part of the second comic. So, um, and you find about all the rogues. Uh, you have uh, Heat Wave, Captain Cold, uh, Weather Wizard, uh, Mirror Master, uh, Golden Glider, all these villains who now in the new universe have been turned into super villains they don't have guns or equipment to do this they got augmented and okay like heat wave has this 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 grate on his chest and instead of having a gun he controls fire itself captain cold is frustrated because he can't even have a beer because the cold is so bad anything he touches freezes and and you got golden glider uh who is uh, intangible force with I don't know what and I'm still reading um, so they're all going after the Flash but when the Flash comes back he gets thrown into Gorilla City and uh, he ends up defeating fighting with Grodd defeating I'm not going to go too much into it and goes back to the real world and uh, as he goes back Patty's been kidnapped by uh, Weather Wizard and her brother um, so he goes to uh, a South American country to save her uh, ends up saving her and he's like oh I just I, I love her so much she was my girlfriend I want to tell her the truth but then she reveals to him that I hate what the Flash did because the Flash got blamed for everything. And I hate him for killing Barry Allen because she knows this is a Barry, so he doesn't tell her. But then he, he 
fakes his death. He moves into her lower, scummy part of Central City where he can live unnoticed. So now everyone thinks Barry Allen is dead. The Flash has come back, but no Barry Allen. Mm. So it's, it's getting very interesting. And uh, from what I'm reading, again, I have to agree with Jim. The artwork is phenomenal. Uh, the way they did Gorilla Grodd and um, just the city, him traveling at the Speed Force, uh, the characters. It's, it's just like high definition, you know. And one more weather wizards striking him with lightning and he's just like, eh, you know, and it's, it, it, it's awesome artwork. Yeah, it's kind of like going from analog to digital, eh? Exactly, and, 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 and it's in-depth and each, each, each one brings you in, you know, because uh, in this one, each, I don't know how it works in the other condensed books you reach, but each issue it starts, and he's like, blah, 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 talking about this, and I am Barry Allen introducing the new DC-52, The Flash. Yeah, it's kind of the same way. You know, and, and it's it's actually, it lets you know it's the new issue. Um, So I am definitely going to be continuing to follow, um, um, like, continuing to follow um, The Flash, of course. But I love how they did the rogues in The Flash, because at one point, Captain Cold is not with them. He's against them. Something happened after them getting this power, and they are all teaming up against him. And where I left off, Captain Cold is helping the Flash. And you're like, because <laughs> Captain Cold was one of the major Flash villains. So it makes you wonder what's going to happen. Where is it going to go? Um, now, I had talked about the New 52 universe, and I had talked about uh, the Flash comic. Now that I'm fully reading it, I was reading a graphic novel based off of the um, the, the series on TV, and and I thought that was the New 50. It's not. It's not. I, I was completely wrong. I'll admit that. Wrong, wrong, wrong. So, um, it happens. Nobody's nervous. Exactly. So um, the series is completely different from the New 52 comic. So uh, continuing to follow, I'm hoping that... I'll see it on two different versions, right? Um, apparently, it's building up to... Um, there's lots of talk about who uh, Professor Zoom is going to be. But going to the back here, you see you see the artwork for... And this one's in full color of the robes, like how Captain Cold used to look and then how they actually made him look. Uh, Heat Wave, Mirror Master, the Pied Piper, the Trickster... Weather Wizard and Glider. You know, call her Golden Glider. They just call her Glider. Uh, and then you see panels, story arc, Grodd, and and again, uh, the next volume is uh, Guerrilla Warfare, and that bleeds into Justice League Origin. So I I'm going to well, uh, James here has the Justice League Origin. Um, and this all leads into, uh, yeah, this all leads in, like I said, the new 52, the start at the beginning. And then you have the, uh, from the writer of the Justice League, uh, and Green Lantern, uh, Geoff Johns and Ethan Vince Skyver, uh, Shiver, I think it is. Um, you have, uh, the Flash, the Flash Road to Flashpoint and Flashpoint and then Flash Rebirth. So I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the new 52. Uh, we're going to continue to read, keep you updated. As you can see, I love me some Flash um, and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like obviously, you know, like new 52 is old for like they've already started into their newer. Uh, well, their this started next... around 2011, right? Yeah, so so he... we're we're behind on we'll this be one. But what what did he cover here? And and the other one you said you read. I'm sorry to. Uh, you read the Superman, the new Superman. Yes. Uh, well, actually, I started with the Action Comics uh, Superman. Um, it started off. It was real. I really enjoyed it because um, it was. It wasn't your full fledged Superman. Like you're not thrust into this totally invulnerable alien who 
you know, I mean, this was when, this was before, like, it starts off, he can't fly. He can only leap tall buildings with a single bound. He's got some strength, but he's not super strong yet. Um, he's invulnerable, but he can still be hurt. Like, he, he's not fully developed. And, like, he's running around in a t-shirt with a, the big S, and he's got his, uh, his his Superman cape, which was the blanket that he was, he was found in the pod. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, like, it... Uh, I think I got to about... Ten, I think you said, and you were like, I'm not reading after this. Yeah, it was about ten, and I was like, okay, so now they're starting to do the... like They started getting, like developing his powers more and stuff like that, and but they started doing side art, but I didn't have access to them. Like, I didn't have them. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to read this. Well, okay, i got to read this one issue just because i got to see how it's resolved. And it, it, it came up, I, I read up to like at issue 30 of 40 or something like that. I, I did enjoy them. But then they started uh, crossing over into the Superman title, and so I started the Superman. I finally got a hold of some of them, and it's not quite the same. Like it's not the it's the more developed Superman. It's the more like invulnerable, powered guy. And by that point, there's for me there was just too many side trips and stuff like that. Like you read one comic and then you read the next one, but something has happened in a different series somewhere, and you don't know what the hell has happened. So it's back to that whole, okay, now i got to go out and buy this comic just so I can do it. However, being it's being that it's the new 52 and it's their older ones, it's not as easy to get them because not everywhere carries them, mm-hmm. you know, because they're older comics. So I, 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 like I enjoy, I, it was one of those ones I was really iffy on, okay, I read 30 and then I stopped, then I went into, into the Superman, but um, I really lost interest. Uh, I really enjoyed the first part, like the first few stories where it was a struggling Superman. He doesn't doesn't have full handle on his powers and stuff like that. But then when he started to become the, the self confident, super powered Superman, it was like uh, I I don't know. Like I was never really interested in that kind of. I, I like the struggling part of it. You'd but rather see him in the group of the Justice League than anything. Yeah, else. because yeah. then because then he's not the focal point and he's not like the god among uh, metahumans anymore, you know? Now he's just one of them. Uh, like I, I really enjoy the concept of Superman and stuff like that. I love the movies. They're great and stuff like that. But it's 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 the one I always reading Superman for me, the arcs I always follow, the stories I always followed was where Superman was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this invulnerable alien who is invulnerable to bullets, can move at fast speed, you can't hurt him, you can't you know, so it became dull, it became boring, and then I was, I read the entire death and return of Superman, and it was just, you know, that's where, uh, that's where, um, uh, Cyborg Superman came in, Man of Steel, uh, you yes. had Superboy, mm-hmm. so you had all these other Supermans come in to take up the mantle, Red and Blue Superman, which you find out is the actual Superman, uh, just separated apart, and then the new Superman comes along, and some of them become villains because yeah um so what happens is um it, it's the, from the sounds of it it gives you that that he's he's a person yeah he's vulnerable he's not ultimate mm-hmm. he's not infall he's infallible you know it's it's not it's not that he can do everything and just be done yeah i think that's what my main opposition to superman is because he's so powerful and stuff like that so he saves the world so what he's not in danger right yeah like he's gonna prevail he always prevails and that's the problem I, that's why i like the lesser known heroes like you mm. see them get yeah. beat you see them get defeat and they work through their trials and tribulations to actually win but it's not always that guaranteed victory yeah you know yeah yeah the flash come up some of his villains oh you're a schmuck smack 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 
you know, like he does the cold and heat wave when they're 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 clashing at the villain bar, and he just sucks the oxygen out, and knocks them out. But the other villains come along and rescue and and save him. And then it's funny because Captain Cold is still tied up there, and the other ones take off because they don't like the rogues don't like Captain Cold. Uh, the trickster comes along and is like cuts him loose, and he's like, well, what do I owe this to the trickster? The trickster's like. It's always good to have a favor owed by the famous Leonard Snart, you know? And he's like, I'm not calling it in now, but I will be calling it in. And he walks away, right? So that's what I mean. Like, you have your vulnerabilities. You have, yeah. you can't just, oh, oh, great, it's Superman. I give up. Yeah. You know? Without that sense of danger, like, it, it just doesn't seem like there's... The level of villain that has to be put against Superman yeah, like you, uh, you, you can take dark, dark side, side. And, yeah. you you honestly Superman's always the winning factor in that battle. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem I don't like is is you, you have these big villains and Superman is the only one who can defeat them. Like yeah, the other ones can put up a good fight, but it comes down to Superman blow for blow whatever with these villains. Yeah. <clears throat> like so anyway, that's 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 another one I just wanted to mention because I know you had uh, touched mm-hmm. base on it. I'm just trying to think. There was a few others that I read. Like, I read the first issue of Larflee, which is the Orange Lantern. He's the only person from the Orange Lantern League because, well, you know, orange is greed. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't continue just because it was too bizarre. Like, it's basically he's telling his history to his butler at the edge of creation like they're stuck at the edge of creation and then all of a sudden the butler's like sir do you realize that like what time is it and he goes on a little bit more in the story and he's like no seriously sir what time is it tells him the time he's like do you realize that your ring's power should have worn off 15 minutes ago what does this mean (laughs) it's like it it, it was just weird yeah because there's a lot in the lantern core a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, Hawk and Dove, I really enjoyed. Uh, although there's only eight issues in, in the whole run, and I enjoyed the stories. Um, but good God, it brought up a lot of questions like what's now? What is going to happen now? And uh, there's nothing more. And I, uh, I hate that. I hate that. Uh-huh. So, um, so Captain Adam, I really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed that one. Like, yeah, I know you were talking a, about that last time. Um, he's always been one of my favorite characters. Um, so um, I think from there, uh, we've touched on quite a few and we're going to uh, do another comic run in the next couple of weeks and hopes to bring you some of the newer Marvels and some other stuff we're both going to read um, uh, we really appreciate and enjoy you guys uh, joining us tonight on another episode of Comic Train again here posted on Planet Bob um, hopefully you'll have us to listen to for the next few weeks uh, Dylan and Sarah are moving so welcome to Planet Bob is kind of on a pause break right now yeah. so we're going to try and bring you an episode a week if we can uh, best we can and um, this or on animation bullet train yeah either or um and uh again uh thank you for tuning in we can find us on welcome to planet bob you can follow us at comic underscore train on twitter and um if you don't like anything we talked about you disagree or there's something you want us to cover feel free to facebook message us on welcome to planet bob or contact us and we will see what we can do because yep. um, we're open to opinion. If we screwed up something, feel free to correct us. <laughs> I can guarantee I did. Oh, you feel free to if you feel free to correct us because we screwed up. Ba-ding, 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 ba-ding. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So uh, that's my bidings. It's not as good as my buttums. I'm not saying anything on that one. Yeah, me neither. Uh. So again, thank you very much for tuning in for another issue of Comic Train. Uh. My name is Brian. And I'm James. And you have yourself a great evening. Night all. <laughs>